Welcome to the Divine Soliloquy Podcast. Journey with us as we share with you a higher level of thought consciousness from our own personal perspectives. Listen guys, the universe operates on a constant level of vibration and is constantly moving, growing and changing. And so are our thoughts, feelings and opinions. This is a safe space, so there's no judgment here. Everything is love, love, love. So join us as we vibrate in and out of banter and soulful conversations. You can keep up with Ebs and I on Instagram at divine.soliloquy. That's divine.s-o-l-i-l-o-q-u-y. Wow. Today we have two very, very, very special guests. We have Nate the Lyricist. Thanks everyone, peace, peace. Thanks for having me guys. <laughs> thank you, thank you. And we also have Aaron, aka Soul of Prime. Woo! I'm doing yes, a little, yes. little jig here because I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, before we even get into it, if you guys want to just introduce yourselves a little bit, let us souls know who you are. Nate, do you want to go first? Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, so, um, yeah, my name is Nate. I am a long-time fan of Divine Soliloquy. I thought you guys were going to do the whole intro, the S-O-L-O-L-I-Q-U-Y. I was going to do that, but, you know. Love that. Love that. Yeah, long-time fan, you know, day one off. I am a poet. I am an entrepreneur. Um, I am a creative, a full-time creative. Um, I am grateful to be one of the first men on this platform, along with um, my brother, Solar Prime. Looking forward to today's show very much. Um, yeah, guys, so stay, stay locked in. If you haven't heard the part one, then I would suggest going back and listening to part one before coming here, and then come back and listen later, you know what I'm saying, so you get the whole picture. But yeah, man, looking forward to the show. Thank yeah. you, we Lovely. love that, we yeah. love the why. <laughs> we're not even taking over now, we've got a higher name. <laughs> <laughs> you oh my gosh, we love it. Right, Aaron, please, please let the souls know who you are. A little bit about yourself. Yes, yes. So I'm Aaron, also known as Solar Prime. And yeah, I've been here from day one as well. You know, been listening in and taking notes. I've been here taking notes, man. This is an inspirational space for me, so it's a blessing to be here. And you hear my daughter screaming in the background. Literally, she just started as soon as I started speaking. It's crazy. We love it. It's energy. It's energy. Vibration. <laughs> she must be heard. You know, <laughs> it's a safe space. It's a safe space. <laughs> Feminine energy is coming in. Yes, oh, indeed. That's great. Yeah. And yeah, I am, I am many things, many things. But most recently, I've defined myself as a, a portal of truth. You know, that's, that's who I be in this life. I'm a, I'm a, a vessel a space that is helping certain energies to come in here for our awakening. Cause we've been asleep for too long. Mm. We've been asleep for too long. So we waking up right about now and I'm a portal for that truth to come through. Mm-hmm. That takes many forms and that might come out as we get into this conversation. So yeah, I'm excited. Beautiful. We love, should we just sign off then? Yeah, should we just go ahead? I feel like Divine <laughs> Soliloquy is now become Aaron and Nate. <laughs> Love that. Thank you so much. So, Evs, go on. Tell everyone, tell the souls what today's topic is going to be. But it's actually a continuation. Yes. Yes, sorry. Yeah. That's what you want to be saying. Sorry. Sorry, yes. This is a continuation of the first episode. So, if you haven't gone and listened to that, um, Women versus Men, please do. We talked about our perspective as 
black women mm-hmm. um, with this gender war situation that's going on at the moment and why we feel like the genders are not getting on and women's part to play in that and now we wanted a male perspective a masculine perspective and so that's why we have these two amazing gentlemen on the show so what questions do you want to start with first so we're going to fire some questions at you guys right just to prompt and anything you have to add if you've come into this with any research any just we're here to learn yeah we are you have the floor today yeah we yeah we're say. gonna really let you take the lead on this but we're obviously gonna have some prompts but we want you to know that this is a safe space for masculine energies as well that's yeah. really important for us to say and um we want to reiterate that we don't come on here to bash anyone or do any of that stuff we're no. here to learn and we're here to share our soliloquies so yeah yeah so we'll start off actually what we've done in the last podcast um in case you guys aren't familiar we actually ended with a question Mm. so it was a triggering question and the debate was is it harder for men to get women or for women to get men (laughs) that's what the question was so we really want and Ebs and I were split Ebs basically Ebs felt as though it was easier for women Women. to get men regardless and myself I was sort of split I couldn't really decide and we were speaking do you want to provide a bit more context yeah we were just basically speaking about the dating world and I was coming from a point of it's easier for women to get the men even if it's the men that they don't necessarily want but it's harder for the men to even get the women especially the women that they don't want that they want sorry so it was coming from that perspective so that's what we wanted to ask you as the men do Mm. you agree with Evs that it's actually harder for men to get women well, first of all, I don't. Sorry, I don't agree <laughs> because I, I, from what I heard, it sounded like it sounded like it was coming from um, because men, you know, typically are the ones to initiate contact with women. Mm. That's why it's more challenging for men to get women than it because women are constantly being approached, whereas men have to, you know, find women who don't want to be annoyed. Yeah. Well, I can I can confirm <laughs> that. Women are very forthcoming, you know. <laughs> Women definitely do approach men, like, regularly, you know, honestly, all the time, right? Um, and it's not every man, obviously, and the same way not every woman has got DMs flooded, but, you know, men definitely have DMs flooded as well, you know, full of women. There are, there are certain types of women, the same way there are certain types of men. Um, so I wouldn't say it's any harder for men to get women than for women to get men. However, however, where I probably would agree with you is more so on the masculine and feminine principle because, you know, um, I feel like that forthcoming energy is masculine in nature, do you know what I mean? So maybe it's harder for masculine energy to get, you know, um, feminine energy than it would be for feminine energy can just attract it do you know what I mean? Feminine energy is attractive, yeah? Mm. Um, so it's, it's probably harder for masculine energy to actually go out and do the work and put in the work. But at the same time, I would say in big 2021, it's not really a problem for men. I don't think so. I loved that perspective. I yeah. loved how you broke it down in regards to... The principles. Yeah, yeah. feminine and masculine energy rather than male and female in mm. regards to gender. Mm. No, because mm. it's true. And that's a very important point, actually, yeah it's the negative and the positive um ends of the the battery mm. essentially so yes i i i think i agree with that 
Well, I see where you're coming from. I'm feminine then. Because we're not going away. Yeah, I'm not doing any DMs. What? Okay, look, just very quickly before Aaron gives his answer. What they sliding in and saying? I got a friend that. Hey. <laughs> I got a friend that wants to know. No. They just say like. Don't come in. Don't come in. Don't come in. towards Kevin Samuels content right I'm gonna go back to Kevin Samuels so based on what you two are saying and I'm just gonna put it out there two very articulate attractive black men okay kings, kings do you think that the your your perspective on things may be a little bit biased because when I'm listening to all of the stuff that I'm hearing and the people that the men that are commenting under Kevin Samuels stuff and are talking to him and saying things these are not men, uh, I, really, I don't want to be mean, but... Be mean, Ebony, be mean. <laughs> <laughs> of, a, of a certain calibre is what I'm trying to say. Not everyone is in this space. Do you know what I mean? Not everyone is in this space. And I think there is a lot of men out there who, just like women, who are looking at social media and thinking, like you said, like the rappers, they have to be like that. They have to be the macho, toxic masculinity that we're shown as masculine today. And they're not that. Some of them will have feminine principles. Some of them will be predominantly feminine in nature. So in terms of just the men, and quite a lot of them are quite feminine in it, do you then not think that it is, because it's a skill 
to be able to tap into that masculine energy to attract those feminine principles it is a skill you have sometimes you do have to learn that sometimes you have it luckily enough but some men do have to learn that and some men don't innately have it they sometimes do have a more feminine energy as we know <laughs> because from personal experience I've, I've i've dated mostly the men i've dated are mostly feminine they have mostly feminine energy so that's a very fair point sorry to, to cut you yeah. but that's actually a very fair point because i can relate to that yeah. i know and i've spoken to feminine men that are quote unquote attractive to the common eye because you know as we know beauty is in the eye of the beholder and they will say to me i don't really they don't feel like they get women mm. they feel like they so that argument especially from a feminine from a feminine from a woman's perspective mm. um we there's that argument that we don't always get to choose the men they choose us and we pick the best of the bunch that are choosing us yeah, yeah, yeah. they have the same argument i think feminine energies tend to have that argument if you're not the one to approach you feel like i'll go what but it's still quite equal in that way then yeah to a degree yeah. it's just if you're a feminine energy you are essentially waiting to be approached if you're a masculine energy you will be the pursuit yeah i think that's what it is i think it's not it's just away from gender it's masculine versus feminine as as, as Nate was saying. Yeah. yeah you're probably right yeah but to be fair, to just to agree with your point, and you know, really and truly, the people who are going to have like the, the majority of masculine energy is going to be found within the male species. So you could say it's harder for men in general to get women for that same reason, really, isn't it? Mm, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what they say. I don't know nowadays. I don't know if I agree with that. To be honest, with you. I think there's a <laughs> lot of feminine women. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, masculine, feminine, there's yeah. lots of women that possess masculine. But I'm saying by default. By the default, you know, that, like, I've had to learn to tap into my femininity. Obviously, it came, like, I've, I've had it, it's been there, but at the same time, I've really had to learn to tap into it, to understand that part of myself, to, you know what I mean, to be in relationships and to kind of, you know, nurture that side of myself. Yeah. And I'm sure that it's been the same for you guys. Your default is that you're women. Your default is feminine energy. Do you know what I'm saying? Whereas you've obviously had to grow and adapt and tap into you understand your, your masculine sides more as you've developed, as you've grown through life, no? Well, that's very interesting because we just had I a conversation just, I, yeah. today. I think it's about the suppression of those energies early on in life. I think naturally you are just what you are. So like for, for me, I'm 90% feminine, 10% masculine. For Ali, she's 50-50, naturally. But growing up as a woman, you're told to suppress that masculine energy. So then... It's not necessarily a natural thing. It's a societal thing to suppress it. And then as we're now older and we're evolving and we're going in our journey, we're now relearning that side of ourselves, if that makes sense. So I do think a lot of boys especially are actually quite feminine when they're younger and they have to suppress it. And then now, as you're saying, you, you relearn it as you're getting older because you're allowed to and you have the agency to and no one, no one can tell you anything. Now you can do what you want. Do you see what I mean? So I don't know. I think as we get as the years are going to go by, we're really going to start to see what natural the natural energy of a lot of different people are, mm. as opposed to what society has told our children to be. Mm. Well, it's interesting because our question there's one of our questions: Do masculines feel safe to express themselves? So I'm going to rejig it because of all the way this conversation yeah, is course. going. Do you feel like um, masculine, or should I should we just say um, men, young boys, feel safe? to actually 
yeah, just be their genuine, energetic selves. From mm. young, now, whatever stage in life. How do you guys feel about that? So, I feel as though, I'll speak on my personal experience, right? So, I've always been also a 50-50 type. Mm. I, was, I, I embraced my feminine energies from early on. You know, I was that guy back in my school days where I would just as soon roughhouse and play football with the boys and go and dance and skip with the girls and learn how to corner hair and shit. You know, like, I've always had that, that balance within me. When it came to romantic relationships, this is where it gets a bit tricky because right, we have the two poles, right, masculine and feminine, and even those poles have poles within themselves. We've got the divine and then we've got the wounded side, right? And because all I knew was the wounded side of masculinity, that would force me, in a sense, to lean into my feminine because I didn't want to be abusive. I didn't want to carry out those behaviors of the wounded masculine. But at the same time, I didn't know how to be how to be from that divine space. So the only thing I had was, okay, let me just lean into this feminine space. And that caused a lot of imbalance in my situations. And ideally, what we all want is, again, I'm speaking for myself here, if I can be fully in my divine mask and fully in my divine femme, then meeting a partner, so of the opposite polarity, let's say of the feminine polarity, when that comes together, I'm happy to then lean into, fully into my masculine and allow her to lean fully into her feminine. And that, that attraction created by that polarity is, is everything. That's where the magic happens, right? And so in terms of feeling safe, feeling safe in that, the responsibility of safety in my, in my heart falls on the masculine. The masculine is responsible for safety. And the things that don't allow a young boy to feel safe in his feelings come from the wounded masculine. It comes from the wounded, the wounded masculine. So even if it comes through his mother, it's because his mother is carrying her father wound. Whatever happened between her and her father is now being energetically imprinted onto that son. And that's what I went through. That's what I went through. Whatever my mom went through. And then the wounds that came through that, like the, the paternal side of things, were just placed onto me. And so I learned, no, you don't cry. I learned, no, it's not that bad. You know, get, get on with it. I learned all of that stuff. Many of us did. And that comes from the, the dominance of a wounded masculine society that we were living. And so the only way for anybody to be safe is for the for the, the masculine to heal those wounds, to heal those wounds and close the gap between humanity and divinity, so to speak. Because divinity is our potential, that is our highest potential. Right now we're somewhere here, we're infinitely here somewhere. And we must close that gap in order for anyone to feel safe. Oh, Agreed. Do you know what I also want to say as well? Is it also, it depends on what you mean when you say safe, because, you know, I find that men, boys, yeah, we can tend to be quite a risk averse, you know, and kind of um, just, not not risk averse, sorry, other, other way around, not risk averse, you know, <laughs> as in like, we just run and jump off cliffs and, you know, and just try stuff, boys will be boys kind of thing, yeah? Like, I feel like boys don't necessarily have that feeling of not being safe you know we, we we're kind of just down to do whatever we try it we i'm like i have always grown up i've always been quite confident yeah however i haven't always been vulnerable 
Um, and it, it actually wasn't until I started doing poetry that I really started to, you know, I'm, I'm getting up on stage and I'm talking about my dad and I'm talking about, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm talking about my sister and whatever and I'm talking about life and, and I'm expressing myself to a whole crowd. But then, now it's like I have conversations like these about Battle and Eyelid because I've already told, you know, half of South London. So <laughs> why shouldn't I talk to you about it? Do you know what I mean? Um, but, like, I find that while boys maybe don't naturally lean towards being vulnerable. Um, I wouldn't say it's because we don't feel safe, personally. You know, like, from my personal experience, no, I wouldn't say that growing up, I didn't feel safe around women, you know, or I didn't feel safe speaking to women. I mean, I've got quite a few um, sisters as well, just for the, for the record, so, you know, it's always been quite naturally easy for me to kind of click with women in that regard, but um, I would never say there was a time that I didn't feel safe, but I would say that there were certain things that I suppose I felt like I knew how a woman would handle that situation, so I just didn't tell her. Do you know what I mean? Or like I knew how she would react, so I kind of just didn't. I just didn't say it because I know what you're gonna say. Don't worry. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you don't need to worry. You don't need to this. You don't need to that. And I knew straight away. Whereas I knew like a man would react differently. A man would probably gas me up and be like, "Come on, let's go. I'll back it." Do you know what I mean? But. Um, yeah, that's not really the, the reaction that I would anticipate from a woman. So I would say I have always felt safe to speak to women, but at the same time, I haven't always felt um, entirely comfortable being vulnerable with women, you know, at a younger age. And I think that's probably more um, the word that I would use to describe that feeling as opposed to safe. Mm. That's really interesting because mm -hmm. what I just heard was you felt safe, but you didn't want to be deterred from the, the decision that you wanted to make. You didn't want to hear, no, don't do this, or no, don't do that. So that's what, <clears throat> essentially, that's what prevented you from having it's that true. <laughs> but that, no, but that's, it's good to know. It's good to kind mm -hmm. of learn and understand because as women, and I see my mum do that a lot with my brother, she, she does want to coddle him in that way and she just wants to protect him. That's her son and you know, in relationships, you tend to want to do that with your, your partner, your husband, your boyfriend. And it's really nice to hear and understand that sometimes you just don't have that conversation because you don't want to be nurtured, Yeah. essentially. Mm. You're not looking to be nurtured. Mm. Yeah. And it was beautiful, Aaron, what you said about the wounded masculine having to, 100%. To, to heal because it's really important. And I think you're right. I think that's the first step because I, I do agree. Mm. I think that's definitely one of the masculine principles to be to protect whatever needs to be protected in whatever way it needs to be protected. To hold, to hold that space, really. Mm -hmm. To hold that space. And even, Nate, what you were just speaking about, I've been through that so many times, man, where I'm just like, I don't really want to deal with that. And again, that's that, that's coming from my own place of wounded insecurity. That's me saying I can't actually handle those feelings. It's going to deter me from my path. And that's, that's me saying I don't believe in my path mm -hmm. and my conviction enough to even listen to this conversation, you know? Now, I feel like when we step more into mm. that divine space, it's just like, say anything. Mm. Okay, mm. I hear you. I understand you, I feel you. I'm going this way. Thank you for the feedback. Yeah, masculine, unmoved. That's, 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 um, you guys are just spitting, man. Like, I'm actually just sitting here like, okay, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I need to take notes. But I'm, I'm, I'm learning. Yeah. I'm learning to 
just listening to both of your explanations actually puts my mind at ease mm. because there's a lot of overtime that we do as women trying to to nurture and trying to get these points of course just you know everything that you were just describing and hearing that you know sometimes i just don't want it or i just don't need it mm. can alleviate so much pressure yeah. from so many women yeah because a lot of women forcibly will inject and insert their opinion mm. because they feel mm. like that's what men need mm. and mm. not all the time clearly and not every man everybody's different yeah. you know as Aaron was saying he in a, in a space in his life where he's like you know I can hear this and I can receive this and I can make the decision for myself and that's important yeah the unwavering masculine stance you know where you're going you know what you're doing thank you for the feedback I'm gonna keep it moving yeah <laughs> kind of thing that's that's yeah but then that's our responsibility energy. as women is to understand and trust the masculine when that when the man says what Aaron just said I hear you I feel you and I would like to do this instead yeah but, but that's so important man that trust yeah that trust is honestly one of the most important things to a man in my opinion honestly just that feeling that you know like in a relationship oh my you see Aaron's like yes in it in it honestly just that feeling in a relationship that even even if I'm wrong even if I make a mistake just the fact that I know that you got my back, that you're supporting me, that you know you you trusted me enough to try. Even if you aren't successful, even if you fail, yeah, the fact that you know that she's there to support you, she's there, she believed in you. That alone is enough to make you want to try, go harder next time. Do you know what? I won't let you down. I won't fail. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it because you know that someone trusts you. Yeah, that trust really does help to drive a man forward, um, as opposed to. The, the opposing energy of, you know, oh, I'll do it myself. You ain't shit. Can you say that? Do we swear on this? I've played you not swear before, innit? So, <laughs> yeah, you ain't shit. That energy there is the opposing energy to that trust. Do you know what I mean? That energy there is the, I don't believe in you. I don't believe you can do it. And that there really does hold men down a lot, you know, a lot. Because what women are powerful, yeah? Like the things that, that you guys can say can, if you tell me, I can climb up the outside of my flat. I can do it. There's not a question. There's not a doubt in my mind. Like if, if the window's open and we've lost the key and you're like, Nate, you could do that. I believe I know I could do it, but I'd probably be a bit shook. But if you're like, do you know what? You could do it. I'd think, I can do it. What is me? You get me? And I'll do it. I'll do it. You know, because I know I can. Yeah, if there's no other way, obviously. <laughs> well, I bust my head. But, you know, you get my point, right? Like, what? What you guys say, what women say, really does hold power to men. This is why a lot of women can get away with, you know, um, making a man think it's his idea. Yeah, you know, when like a woman will say something and make him think it's his idea. You can get away with that because that is really a part of the way that men work. We, we really do work well when encouraged by feminine energy, when empowered, when, do you know what I mean? When you're speaking life into us, when you're like, you can do this, you're great, I believe in you. That trust, that trust. Is, is empowering, is really empowering. And I just wanted to, I heard the word trust and it just set me off. So I kind of just wanted to slide that in there. <laughs> no, that was beautiful. It's so important yeah, to hear. It really is. Because what yeah. you need is also what we need, but we wouldn't couple it with trust, I think. Well, we, we, we struggle to find a masculine to trust and to lead, because I feel like that's probably what you're um, saying as well. Because I've, I've had that, we've had this conversation a lot. Mm. I would love to trust a man 
and I would love to just let him take the reins and believe that he can do mm. all these things but I think a lot of feminines let me just say feminine um, women or men f need to feel the conviction first and need to see some sort of like 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 it's like when you go for a job interview you need some type of you know mm. paperwork to say hey I've done this before and I've succeeded so trust me I'll do the job well and I need to then see after you like during your probationary period that you're doing well and okay cool then I trust you babe but I think a lot of women struggle with trusting straight off the bat without even seeing any credentials or any type of examples that actually this is going to work out and especially if yeah. you if you fuck up continuously beforehand every single time it's going to be like another yeah the trust is going because I just to add to what Evs was saying I would actually say in different the females that I've had conversations with it shows up differently hmm. what they need in order to trust so what Nate was saying for example if we apply that to business hmm. um, or you know just getting the house the mortgage and so life decisions for a female that looks like the consistency beforehand hmm. phone me let's go for a walk no honestly in no, relationship, no, 100%, let's yeah. go on a date yeah. and you could argue well how does this translate into me building our life because we need to trust that you have us and we need to trust that it's you're like consistent. your credit it's exactly. like your credit rating the bank's not going to give you money unless they can see you can handle your money properly they're not going to loan it to you but it's the build-up it's as the well. build-up yeah and i think that's what a lot of women are doing that we're seeing we're testing your credit to see Okay, cool. Credit history looks good. That communicate because there's sometimes there's a the communication that happens from between men and women from the conversations I've had is a lot of men will say, "Trust me, I know what I'm doing." Mm. But sometimes for a woman, all we need to know is just to be involved in that plan. Come home and speak to me like, babe, I networked today. Mm. I spoke to six people today. I'm doing this. So we might not always mm. know everything that you've got going on, but we feel involved. Sorry, we feel, yeah, involved. We yeah. feel involved. So we feel a bit more comfortable to continue to, to cheerlead you. Not when you come in and just say, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, Trust me, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> How can I choose you? I don't even know your journey. I don't mm. even know your plan. And a lot mm. of men, they will plan by themselves because they want to surprise. Mm. They Sometimes you're surprising the wrong type of woman. Mm. Sometimes there are women that want you to just come home with the money and say, look, this is what I've made. But a lot of, and I can speak as a divine feminine, mm, we would love to be on that journey. We yeah. want to build with you. We will allow you to do it, but we just want to hear because the cheerleading comes in when I know what you're doing. Yeah. If you come in and say, I've had a bad day, I lost four clients today, I can say, don't worry, we'll get six more tomorrow mm. and give you those affirmations. But not when you come in and say, look, it's just been a bad day. Yeah, don't talk to me. Like, And then, you you know, you take it out on your partner and stuff like that. It, yeah. really, it really doesn't... It, it has to be... If you're going to do life with someone, you have to do it properly. You know what's funny? My, my manager, she's um, quite a masculine energy. And she said something to me that will always resonate with me. She said, Ebony, I can't see my peripheral vision like my sides my side mirrors i don't even know they're there when i'm driving as in when she's doing her work i'm just seeing right in front of me and maybe behind me but that's about it i need you to be my ears and eyes because i can't like as in on the sides because she's just very directional and i thought to myself that really sounds like a very masculine way of saying i need you to support me like you said hold me up affirm me you know make sure that i know that you can trust me and all those types of things but it is a team effort without me she can't get half the stuff she does done 
because I keep her afloat. When she's doing the big, big things and she's letting the little things slip, I'm underneath her catching them. Do you see what I mean? And I feel like mm. as much as we talk about masculine and feminine, feminine energies working together, the same thing goes with the trust. You have to give and take at the end of the day. And all of this is communication. So what, yeah. what comes first, the communication or the respect? Because it sounds like you're saying that in order to get trust, then a, mas a masculine needs to communicate, yeah? Um, but as, as Aaron and I were saying earlier, you know, sometimes you just don't want to hear that you the reply, it's because, yeah, it's because sometimes um, you feel like the opinion is not one that you're going to need. Do you know what I mean? Like the opinion is not, like, you know what, when Aaron was saying, sometimes I can hear an opinion and say, thank you, that's your opinion, I'm going to keep it moving, mm. yeah? Sometimes, sometimes the opinion is not one that is going to be beneficial, right? Um, probably because the opinion is coming from a place of lack of trust because, you know, communication comes before trust, yeah? So right now, this opinion is coming from a place of, I don't really know if you can do this or, mm -hmm. you, you know, you're projecting insecurity or you're projecting doubt and I don't need it because I'm trying to figure this shit out, yeah? I'm trying to work mm -hmm. on something, you know, I've called L, I've come home, you know, I could tell you about it and then you could, or, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Or I could just figure it out and then be like, okay, boom, I've sorted it out. And then, you know, now I can communicate and then you can trust me, right? Because you, I don't feel like you trust me already. But what I, what I, I agree with you, but yeah, I'm just going to give for the soul so they understand what that looks like. What I'm yeah. trying to say and what that looks like is whilst you're figuring it out, so I'm just going to relate it to work, right? Whilst you're figuring that out, the reason why a lot of women want that communication is just so that they know if they are the soul in this moment, soul breadwinner, because they have that full-time job and then their man is a creative and he's doing what he has to do in his pattern. That communication then tells that woman, I'm gonna need another two more months of you holding us down with the bills. Mm. So when you come in and you have a bad day and you don't communicate that, that woman, she cannot figure out the peripherals as Ebbs was saying. Mm. So that's where it comes from. That's where that the strain in that relationship comes from because that's all the communication that they need. Sometimes it's beyond just the vision and they're not trying to put you down all the time. I can't speak for every woman, I'd just be speaking for myself. So for my frustration, it would only come from that. Literally, I just want to know, babe, do I need three more months? I can call my mum, I can tell her who's going to have the kids and I can start figuring my stuff out. But me just, I can't figure my stuff out if I don't know what you're doing, but we're supposed to be a team. Then I just have to assume, okay, I've got to hold this down for a foreseeable future. Mm. Do you understand? But I do understand where Nate's coming from. I will say I have, I have seen situations where the woman puts more stress on the man than mm. needs to be and is not uplifting him, especially if you're in a situation where, like you said, I've lost four clients today, babe. And then you come home and tell the wife that and she's like, well, told you you shouldn't have done that. Should have done it yeah. my way. Do you know what I mean? I get it. There are some. There are a lot of women like that out there. It's, they want to be. Here's right. the problem that I see. Yeah. Here's the problem that I see. It's it starts way before that relationship even begins, mm. right? And what I mean when I say that is, what energy are we moving with from the jump? You know, we spoke about, or you, you guys mentioned, not being able to trust as easily from that get go, and again, that comes back to that father wound, because when that's still mm. present. All that we're doing is projecting whatever beef, whatever subconscious beef we have with our father, projecting that onto every other man before we've even met him. Before you've even met him, you're projecting that beef that you got with your father onto him already. So you ain't, if you don't trust your father like that, you ain't going to trust him. Mm. You're going to find something, 
something. And it's not about him. It's about the, the, the vibration that you were moving in in the first place. So you were like, where can I find a guy that I don't really trust? That's what you're saying to yourself subconsciously. How can I go and find a guy that will reflect this pattern back to me that I went through with my father? Mm-hmm. So I told so you I can so. work this shit out. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. You know? yeah. And okay. every single time, it's going to come back down to that. I wrote something down because I didn't want to forget it. Um, but yeah, so essentially it's about which circles do you want to move in? And if you want that divine relationship, you've got to set yourself up to be in that small, small percentage of people, which is, to be honest, at this point, at the very most, 5%. At the very most, 5% of men and women we know. are capable <laughs> of having these types of conscious relationships like that, just from my observation, right? And what that means is, unless your inner masculine is up to that divine standard, you're not going to meet that, that guy Period. You're not going to get up. It's the same for me. If my divine feminine is not up to scratch, I'm not going to even see her. I'm not going to see her. Either she's going to be invisible to me, or when she when she's right in front of me, from my face, I'm going to find a way to reject her, to find a floor mm. somewhere. To find a floor somewhere. Or I'll just put myself into circles with substandard women mm. without even realizing. Women who are not going to fit that standard of what I think I want, of what I think I want, but really and truly, like deeper down, those patterns are just running on repeat. Those that same shit from my childhood, because essentially I'm just I'm the same person subconsciously. Mm-hmm. Might be in a grown man's body, but I'm still moving with that twelve year old pain. Yeah, projecting your own insecurities, thinking she'd never like me because I'm not da 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 da, or I can't da 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 da. You know what I mean? And straight away, you're just feeling like you're not enough for that person. Hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. Well, that segues beautifully into the next question. You guys are just segueing great into our questions. We don't need us. You don't need us. We're just like, we're just pressing forward and run where. Which is uh, a question which I think a lot of women will want to know. What is a high value woman? We talk a lot about what a high value man is, but what is, like you said, Aaron, like is the, at the end of the day, what circles you want to move in? Part A and part B. What is a high, what do you consider a high value woman to be? Mm. And as a divine masculine, what then is your definition as a high value woman? Do you know what I mean? So societal and then as your personal definition. Hmm, that's a good question, yeah. Mm, high value, high value. All right, so the way I see it is this, yeah. The other day I caught some downloads and I realized I, I'm going to just bring it back a little bit to fundamentals, right? So this reality is made up of zeros and ones, on, off, yes, no, right? It's made up of opposites, either this or it's that, all right? And it's the same with computer code. It's the way computers are built. They're built with zeros and ones that are just used in, in binary code, right? And I realized that this zero and one is also the feminine and the masculine. So the zero being the womb, being the vagina, and the, the one being the penis, right? And I really realized that in a, in a profound new way. And in that same download, I realized that, yes, the egg came before the chicken, because of course it did. Everything must come from the womb, because as we said, the, the womb is a zero. And without zero, there is no one. One doesn't just appear, you know? So it, all this bullshit creation story about, oh, yeah, in the beginning, there was Adam, and then they took a rib and blah. That's that's a different story. It's not about the creation of us. It's about something else. It's not about the creation of us. As far as we are concerned, the zero came first, and then the one came out of that zero. All right? So in terms of what that looks like in relationships and, and high value, 
what we need to realize is that women are that zero, which is the infinite source, the infinite supply of everything. It's, it's infinite wealth, it's infinite potential. A visual example is like water in the ground, right? When you have water in the ground, it's just there, it's just water, it's abundant, it's plentiful. You're going to need a well in order to get that water out of the ground. So the man is the well to the woman's water, right? The man is what? He plants himself into the woman and then through her extracts infinite wealth, infinite wealth. So a high value woman is first of all, the woman who realizes that she is infinitely abundant. She realizes that she is infinitely abundant, that she is full of infinite potential, right? That's, that's the first thing. So a woman that's moving from a space of lack is, and again, I don't want to put these labels on people to be honest, but that's not high value movements. Mm. A woman first and foremost needs to realize I am infinite abundance. I already have everything within me, literally, and especially when we're talking about melanated women, literally gave birth to everyone, right? Literally gave birth to, to everyone, everyone. <laughs> it's crazy, it's crazy. Right? So abundant. So we spoke about the world, all right, bringing that infinite wealth out of the ground. So that's, that is a man on a mission. The man's mission is to extract that wealth. So that's where the whole providing comes into it. Right, provision is it's not really about money, it's about the vision. Do you have a vision of how to get that water out of the ground? Are you able to see far enough how to get that water out of the ground? What the woman does is, as you were speaking about with the relationship with, with doing your boss at work, it's how do I expand that vision 360? So the man mm -hmm. sees far, far into the distance, right? Far into the distance, that's why he needs to have tunnel vision to that extent. And the woman says, all right, as far as you can see, I've got you 360 degrees. Mm. That right there. So infinite abundance, and I've got you 360 degrees. The third thing that comes to mind is what Nate was saying in terms of that trust. Right? It's need that kind of trust that says, if this mission kills me, I need you to have my back until my last breath. I need you to have my back until I fall, until I bleed out. Wow. That right there. And I don't know if you read a book called The Alchemist, but yeah. the character, the main character, yeah? yeah? So Fatima, when he meets Fatima in the desert, yeah. Yeah. and she tells him, you've got, you've got shit to complete, you've got a mission to, mm. to complete, I'm going to be here, mm. I'm going to be here, but you've got this, yes it's dangerous, yes you might die, you know what you need to do, mm. you're tapped into the divine, you can't fail anyway, you're going to be caught by, the, by infinity, mm. this, this is just a human life, this is a singular human life. Our mission is much bigger than this. So, again, for me, infinite abundance. Got your back 360. You know, to the death, I trust you. And just the understanding that we are connected to the divine, and this is about something way bigger than humanship. That's what I see as high value. Wow. Mic drop. I'm so glad we recorded that because I need that on a t-shirt. I need that on something. That was really beautiful. I think that really, that was a beautiful summary of every soliloquy, every podcast I've, you know, really listened to. It was amazing. Yeah, that was beautiful. I like the 360 bit where it's like, okay, my man's got a direct vision. Yeah. Man's got a vision and the woman can see 360 around that. Yeah. That was, that was on frame. Yeah. Right.
Yeah, we talk about that all the time. You know, what we feel our abilities Mm. and what we would bring to a relationship. Mm. And now I'm going to be like, so what's your tunnel vision saying? (laughs) (laughs) Number 360. The questions we're going to be asking at these dates, boy. I'm 360, what about you? What about you? I'm infinite, what about you? That's really beautiful. That's stunning, yeah. Mate, (laughs) what do you think a high value woman is? <laughs> well, first, first things first. I don't think society knows. I don't think society knows what a high value woman is. I don't think society knows what they want from women in general. Unfortunately, um, I think society places a lot of um, ooh, what's the word I'm looking for, man? Perception, um, a lot of um, weight on women's shoulders to do things that they don't even want women to do. Do you know what I mean? They've got women trying to do things that women don't even really want to do, you know, um, forcing them into masculine roles. I don't think society knows what they want from women or what a high value woman is. Um, in my opinion, um, I mean, not that I can say much more from what Aaron said, <laughs> you know, um, but in my opinion, just to kind of add on, I would say a high value woman First things first, I would say high value is a loyal woman because um, in this day and age, loyalty is actually um, quite scarce, unfortunately, you know, um, for women and men, yeah? So because men do need that safe space, that space to feel vulnerable, that space to feel trusted, you know, having someone that is going to be um, loyal and vulnerable with only them and not kind of you know, um, spreading their energy out to other guys, you know, it's just going to kind of be like, okay, boom, that's, that's, I can feel confident here, I can feel comfortable here. Mm-hmm. That's definitely a high value. That is very valuable for a man. Um, another thing that I think makes a high value woman, probably the main thing actually that I think makes a high value woman is the ability to, um, to take and to develop. Do you know what I mean? Um, the, you know, how like the moon takes light from the sun and then gives it back as moonlight, yeah? Mm. Or, you know, how like earth takes a seed and then gives it back as a flower. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that kind of, how how a woman takes a, 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 a seed and gives you back a life, you know, or takes a, a a house and turns it into a home, that there is valuable. That is high value. Mm. And that's something that only women can do, you know? So I would definitely say that for me is one of the most valuable um, assets that a woman could bring to a relationship, you know, is that. Um, further and finally, I'm going to go with confidence. Um, for the record, in my opinion, Kevin Samuels is a clown. I just want to put that out there. I want it to be out there on record. I want to make sure that I said it. You know, I've said it and it's documented. Okay. Um, but, you know, I've seen certain women jumping on Kevin Samuels and, you know, he's telling them that they're four. He's telling them that they're, you know, that they're threes and whatever. That's ridiculous. That is, that is, I mean, it's unfortunate. But uh, I think a thing that makes a woman valuable is confidence, mm-hmm. yeah, is um, not going on to Kevin Samuels and asking him, you know, what, what do you think of me, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but knowing who you are, knowing what you're about, knowing what you've got, knowing what you've got, knowing yourself, yeah, that putting in that work on yourself um, and... It's, it's difficult to put in the work on yourself. As someone who's been working to put in the work on myself, yeah, um, I understand 
that is difficult. There's a whole market out there. There's all sorts of energies out there. There's all sorts of people out there that are kind of, you know, trying to bring you into their worlds and trying to give you some energy, you know, um, if you are able to be, like, discipline is quite, I'm going to say, quite masculine energy. Um, but at the same time, you know, if if a woman can be somewhat disciplined um, and learn about herself, heal herself, heal from whatever she's deceived from a past relationship um, and not bring it forward into the next relationship, as you were saying earlier, you know, just not bring it into there, not project it out onto the next guy. Um and just be confident in what she does have. Just know what she does do. Just know what she is capable of, you know. Um, you might not own your own business, um, but, you know, you might um, be really good when it comes to um, managing finances. Do you know what I'm saying? That could be something that you're great at, yeah? You don't have to be able to do everything. You just have to be able to do what you do. That's all it, that's all it is. Do you know what I mean? Like, you might not be great when it comes to managing finances, but um, you might be really um, sensitive and emotionally intelligent, yeah? Um, you just have to be yourself. You just have to know this is what I'm good at. You might not be really sensitive and emotionally intelligent, yeah? You might be um, a revolutionary, do you know what I'm saying? And you're there for people, and you're there, and that's it. And like you've got your principles, you've got your ideals, you know what you are. Yeah, that's it. That confidence there is what what I think is valuable. Again, like you see that in a woman, and it's like, okay, now I know I'm either you know we're gonna make it work. I'm not gonna waste your time because I can see what you're on. You're moving. You're you're moving purposefully. Do you know what I mean? You're not just kind of flitting around waiting for someone to come and point you in the right direction. Um, I think that there is definitely very valuable. It's a very good thing to see as well. See, I yeah. think that's really beautiful, that's beautiful because I think a lot of women now in society feel like they have to be a jack of all trades yeah, for yeah. different reasons. And that's something we'd have to get into in another podcast. But I think when they feel like they're the jack of all trades, they're like, right, now I'm a high value woman. Mm. But you've articulated it perfectly where you've just said, no, just as long as you're grounded in self and mm. you know who you are, that already can contribute to you being a high-value woman that's mm. a high-value woman a specialist of self like, yeah there's something like you said that you're good at specialize in that, in that and, and then just crack on and, crack on. and that it, it it also then as a woman makes me understand that when i do see men on these platforms or just listen to men and they talk about the pressure that women put on them mm. if if we go by nate's definition alone of a high-value woman that's why men are feeling like you want me to do all of these things mm. and I only require you to specialise in your one thing. Yeah. <laughs> and that really helps. I think that's yeah. an important conversation, an important thing for women to, to hear. To hear. Which does actually segue us onto our final question. Advice to men. Mm. You just want to know what advice would you give to men in regards to navigating relationships today yeah. in 2021 i think earlier nate said 2020 guys he was in a whole Did I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what advice would you give oh, to men just navigating relationships yeah especially with the war of, of, of the genders yeah i think it's really important for men to just know like what the hell is going on right now so yeah. what would you say to them a young guy you know and impressionable <laughs> advice for men advice yeah. for men on the subject of gender was, um, I would say that my advice for men, I mean, really my advice to everyone, I, I know it might sound like a bit of a cop-out, but it's advice that can go both ways. 
but um, maybe men specifically because you know we can definitely be the the driving force behind um, some of these things. But I would say we don't necessarily need to be at war. There, I was gonna say something controversial. I'm not gonna say it. Well, you know, like, do you know what I would say? There are there are two genders. Yeah, so we don't have to be fighting each other. Do you know what I mean? We don't have to be at war with each other. We don't have to do that at all because all we have is each other. Mm. You know, so really and truly, what I would say to men is that we need to um, understand our counterpart. We need to take it easy. You know, um, women are strong, but in a different way from men. Mm. You know, someone made a really, really good um, illustration. I can't even remember where this was. I heard this time ago, but it was like com- it was comparing um, femininity to like uh, a, a fine like vase. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Where it's like it's extremely valuable, but you know at the same time you wouldn't you wouldn't handle it the same way you would handle like a clay vase. Do you know what I mean? You might dash it up and catch it and play with it and roughhouse it a little bit. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You have to react. You have to um, treat women differently. So I would say advice for men is that we need to just um take time to understand our counterparts um take time you know women a lot of the time do a lot more spiritual work than men um women have a natural affinity when it comes to spirit as a matter of fact because women are born going through cycles you know women are born and raised you know growing their hair women are born and raised you know naturally um inclined towards matters of spirit yeah whereas men we don't really we don't really have that it's, it's when you get kind of older that you start to realize okay wow look at all of this all right well the moon does that every month yeah okay so i would just say take time do you know what i mean like um respect that women are on a different wave from us um and you know, you, like I said, women do the work. Women will break up with a man and then she'll go on a cleanse and a fast and celibacy and whatever <laughs> and then come back feeling healed and feeling brand new. Whereas a lot of men will break up. One of my friends told me, broke up with his ex and he says, and I quote, and he says, and I turned into a dog. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> why did you do that? <laughs> but, you know, that's it. That's, that's it, you know. Both in heal. Okay. Yeah, as I say, some sometimes that like, women can go through the work, whereas men cannot. Men can kind of just, um, you know, try to cover up the pain. Obviously, there are different kinds of men, and there are different kinds of women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, as always, this is not specifically pointing out one that you. Do you know what I mean? If the boot fits, then you know, look at yourself. But what I would say to men in general is that we really do need to take time with our women, um, appreciate them for the, their differences. Um, and the the more we can build our women up, then the stronger we will be as a whole. Because obviously, you know, if we are tearing our women down, that makes them more accessible to others to come and, you know, help them. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's for us to really kind of elevate and, and help our sisters build them up, level them up, do you know what I mean? Feed them, educate them, love them, nurture them, nourish them, empower them. Um, it's our job first. That's what I would have to say to them. Oh, that's beautiful. beautiful. That's so beautiful.
Okay, Aaron, please. First of all, I'd like to second what Nate said and fuck Kevin Samuels. Like, he's not about <laughs> shit. He's, he's really not about shit. Yeah. 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 He's banging on the whole time about superficial things, talking about how big is your dick, how much money do you make. At the end of the day, you kind of build a house on that, mm. you know. Finally enough, since coming away from religion, I've come back to the Bible more and learned the actual wisdom in there. Mm. Don't build your house on sand. Do not build your house on sand. You can't build a house on money. That shit isn't real. Money comes and it goes, right? And if you're gonna, if you're trying to sell someone a house, and they say to you, "How are the foundations?" You say, "Yes, it's cool in the spring, but it goes out again every summer, and it comes back at some point." It, no one wants to buy a house like that. It's not stable. The house needs to be solid, on a solid energy base. Mm -hmm. And this is why these people still can't figure out how to build the pyramids, because they think it was all physical, and really it was energetic. Mm -hmm. Energetic base. They don't understand that. They don't have the heart for it. Yeah. But that's the first thing I would say. Beyond that is cultivate your sexual energy. Cultivate your sexual energy. Learn how to not ejaculate all the fucking time. Just, just, just hold on to it and, and circulate it through your body, allow it to divulge the secrets of existence and reality to you so you can understand what is going on between these two polarities. Mm. Like Nate said, we are all we have. It's only zero and one. That's it really. Everything else comes from that. Everything else comes from that. Learn how to be present. If you cannot be present with yourself, you cannot be present with a woman or anybody. You cannot just, just be present with life and say, yes, this is a beautiful now moment. And just really experience everything that is going on in that moment if we always find a flaw in the moment we're always going to find a flaw in a person that's that's how this shit works this is all just a reflection of what we are yeah so yeah presence just really presence and healing healing we must heal the relationship to our divine mother and our divine father we were we all came into this world through human parents and they are flawed they will always give us trauma. Trauma is the the truth of this existence. Trauma is unavoidable. All of us are traumatized mm -hmm. because we have human parents. Mm -hmm. That's it. So what we need to do is learn how to connect with our divine energies, our divine masculine father, our divine feminine mother. Mm -hmm. Then once we understand that, once we see the, the divinity of our eternal mother, that energy that, that never dies, then we can see it in every single woman. That walks this planet. Once we connect with the divine father, we can see it on ourselves and we understand how to move. We understand how to be. Healing. And fuck Kevin Samuels, like for real. Like come with all of that. All of that. Like yeah. it's bullshit. Fuck this Kevin is just it's distractions. Fuck you do so much better. Yeah. I think he's honestly like I don't wanna but he I just think he's doing more damage than he's doing good to our, our people especially. They don't need this right now. We need yeah. healing. Agreed. We need to come together. We don't need more separation between the genders. Yeah. So, yeah, it just frustrates me. But anyway, that was beautiful. It was so good. Was so beautiful. Is there anything you guys want to say, actually? Any freestyling you guys want to do right now to talk to the people then? Because you guys might have come in here with something you wanted to say, or you have the floor? No, I don't really know. Yeah, go on, I just want to say. At the moment, I'm doing a lot of work with, with women to heal that father wound. And at the same time, I'm healing mine as well. And really just tapping into that. So that's my, my focus at the moment is the, the father wound and, and reconnecting to that divine masculine energy. So, yeah, I just want to invite 
any any woman who is who sees that there are certain blocks that have existed, especially in her relation to males, right? So to male-bodied individuals in this life, just hit me up. Let's talk. Let's talk. You know, we can. We, we must heal. We must. Uh, more and more, I realize that is that's all we're really here for. Because this this is a stop up. This earth. You, you can call it a school, you can call it a, a playground, you can call it a prison. But this is, we're, we're training right here. And what we're doing is learning that, learning how to heal. So we can get back to self. That's all we're really doing here. That's all everything really is. I love that. Yes, Where that can they exactly. find you, Aaron? Solar Prime? Yeah. Mm, yeah, hit me up on, on Instagram. Solar Prime. That's uh, solar underscore prime. So S-O-U-L-A-R underscore E-R-I-M-E. Yeah. Come find me. And Nate, where can they find you? Um, yeah, I'm Nate Delirisist. So N-A-T-E-T-H-E-L-Y-R-I-C-I-S-T. Um, I have just finished an album. Ooh, so definitely check it out. <laughs> Come on, quick plug, plug, plug. Yeah, um, the actual launch date is for the final as a 17th. So it'll be out in probably like next week. So by the time you hear this, this it should be out, um, but it is already out on Bandcamp, so you can go and buy a copy. That'd be great. That'd be appreciated. But um, yeah, I'm out on all socials. I'm actually not on Twitter. Don't really use Twitter that much. Um, but I'm on a couple of black-owned socials. Melanated people, really good. So the culture as well. But it's not just social media. It does like a lot of other stuff, you know. Um, and finally, one called Black Junction. So Nate Lewis is on those three as well, as well as Instagram. Um, come check me out, man. Yeah, I'm here. I love that. I love that. And I did want to just add to what you guys were saying. So for the sparse souls, I did read a quote the other day, um, just to piggyback off of what Aaron was saying about self-love, growth. We know what it is, as we always do. Yeah. And the quote actually said, some people want to change and they look out the window, and some people want to change and they look in the mirror. Ooh. So I thought that was something that I wanted to let Ooh. the souls know. Everybody knows that starts within. Yes, yes, yes. As always. Because <laughs> I feel like we've all looked out the, the window before. Yeah, and it didn't 100%. work. It didn't work. 100%. So. Oh, this conversation just fed my soul. I want to say thank you guys so much for being here on our, thank you. our first guest. Thank you. This was fantastic. This was insane. This was so good. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to sleep really well tonight. I know. I'll probably listen to this like a million times. Yeah. Like, my yeah. dreams are going to be mad. My dreams are always mad, but they're going to be beautiful tonight. So, yeah. Thank you guys so much. We really appreciate it. That was insane. Thank um, you, thank you. Thank you for having us. We're going to do our outro. Yeah. I feel like Nate. I feel like you got to join in. And I feel like... Uh, um, <laughs> when we get to the why, I feel like we can do something. Q-U-Y. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>